Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. I have introduced many times the Smith and Rowland podcast. And once again today, it is your blessing and my honor to say that you've tuned in to the Smith and Rowland Show, where truth sets you free and we serve up truth. Now, the greatest truth server upper I have ever known, Mr. Alan Smith. Was that supper or super upper? I mean, which is which is it? Did you just invite no, me for supper? Me. <laughs> I tell you what, if somebody can't figure out that sarcasm, I don't know where they are. <laughs> but I do like the introduction. I mean, it's really bad. You know, with a lot of our hate mail, it's really bad that we're the only two that can brag on us. Yeah, that's right. So we take advantage of that and <laughs> that's every exactly given right. opportunity. That's right. That's it's right. our show. It's our show. That's, that's right. exactly right. If someone wants to brag on themselves, they need to start their own show. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, well, listen right. here, Mr. Olin, we got a good little topic yes. here this morning. It's from Blaze Media. You know, Blaze uh, TV and Blaze TV. The title of this uh, article is I'm done feeling like a hostage in my own country. Now, that's that, that's a pretty good statement. And I agree thought. with it. I do too. Uh, this uh, the writer of this article is Judah Friedman. Okay. He actually posted it December the 5th, which I would put it on a Tuesday, I guess, somewhere thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how Americans are that some, I, including myself, I'm beginning to feel like I'm a hostage in my own country and that with this woke movement with Christian and Jew hating uh, mm-hmm. that we have now discovered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many, many Christians, perhaps I know I was talking to a Christian a few days ago, Jeff, and that did not particularly like the Jews in Israel. And well, he was, you know, was not a replacement theology type guy, but nonetheless, you know, that was Jews and they were over there, you know, mm-hmm. they were in the Middle East where, where all the crazies are. But mm-hmm. it, we have one little problem, and that is that article that we did yesterday, uh, you know, Saturday, we, I thought was a pretty good podcast on Saturday people and Sunday people. Saturday, that's what Islamic uh, extremists have now categorized the Jews as calling them the code name of Saturday people. Right. Code name for Christians is Sunday people. So the part we can't escape, Jeff, is so goes the Jewish nation, so goes America. That's right. So, That's exactly so the right. Islamic extremists actually put Christians and Jews in the same same bucket in the same yeah. pot, if right. you will. Right. And uh, so as Christians, it's hard for us to differentiate too much as far as a worldview, because mm-hmm. I, the basis of our faith is Judaism. That's where we, we come from. So those that are not Jew nor Christian, they're going to put us in the same category. So as we view what's happened to Israel, don't you think that us Christians need to wake up? And I think this article is about waking up Christians. But I think we need to wake up from the fact that that's just not a bunch of Jews over there in Israel, because as far as the world and darkness, they're going to throw us in the same pot. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, listen, if we believe the Bible and we align ourselves as allies of the Jewish people and of the state of Israel, then what happens in Israel is going to happen here because we we will align ourselves against the enemies of Israel. Now, the Mm -hmm. enemies of Israel Mm -hmm. have already made that alignment that's why they call for the death of america and they call Mm -hmm. america the big satan and israel the small satan so that being said our enemies have already made that alignment 
it seems to be that the people in America are having a hard time or some at least are having a hard time making that alignment. So you got to pick and choose who it is you're going to stand with. If you're going to stand mm-hmm. with the nation of Israel and stand for their right to defend themselves and stand for the right to have a state and stand for the right of them possessing the land God promised them, then there the Bible says there's blessings ascribed to us who will make that stand. That's right. If we don't make that stand, there's curses ascribed to us, and those curses is going to be manifested through these enemies of Israel perpetrating terrorism in our own land. Mm-hmm. And I just, I believe that that's where we're headed to. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like that we're going to be, we're guilty as far as Islam, as far as the Muslim extremist, we're as guilty as the Jewish nation yeah, uh, is the way I'm taking it. Yes, uh, absolutely. So, And that's what we did yesterday, covered Saturday mm-hmm. people and Sunday people. And today, as we move on in carrying that little bit of that same thought, this article says, I'm done feeling like a hostage in my own company. He makes his first statement here. A great silent majority of Americans reject the evil of of Hamas and Jew hatred, the silent majority is not just left, right, or center. It is the majority. So let's stop being silent. And in this article, it looks like to me this writer is pegging a group of people. They're not being vocal. And he's saying that he's trying to wake up this. He believes that there's a majority of Americans that are not for Hamas or being Jew haters, which I tend to agree with. And uh, he's not picking out the left or the middle or the right. He's saying that he believes that the majority, over 50% of Americans, do not agree with this evil that Hamas has done and the Jew hatred, such as some of these ill-informed students at universities and some of these uh, people that we've let across our borders, appeared that America is a is pro-Hamas. And I think yeah. that's his point. What do you think, Jeff? Well, my one of my thoughts is this. If that statement is true, if there is a a silent majority of Americans who don't believe in Jew hatred, who stand against the loud noises of Hamas protesters and the voice of the insane left in America. If that's true, then I'm going to say this. The silent majority is more responsible for what's going on than the protesters are. They carry more, I think it's a more atrocious thing than what the protesters are involved in because we're the ones, the silent is allowing this to happen by continuously standing by electing leaders that's going to lead us in a path that supports Hamas, that supports these protests, that supports the murder of babies and the rape of women. We have leaders that are wishy-washy on where to stand on these issues. Why? I'll tell you why. Because if there is a silent majority, their silence is what is, has caused our country to fall down this rat cesspool hole of immorality and the devaluing of our system. So well, let's pick I apart. would say that they are responsible more than the protesters are. Let's, you know, I kind of take the task, the label here, silent majority. I, do too. Uh, I think it's an error. And i tell you why I think it is. I don't think that the majority of Americans are being silent. I do think that there is a silent group of Americans to yeah. say that the majority of, of Americans are silent. I can't quite go with that. Now, you know, you've brought up, I think silent majority is not a good 
It's not a good title for a group of people. No, uh, it's not. Yeah, I, not. I don't think that's really, doesn't seem to do justice to the point that's being made. Not at all. The, his point at the end of that paragraph, Jeff, is so let's stop being silent. I think his point is he's trying to wake up Americans. And he's saying that this, the majority, now it does appear, I'll have to go with this, that in certain states, the majority, they're not silent, but they're not winning either. Because as, as you were saying, Omar and this squad is they've been elected and we have to assume that that's done by the majority vote. But I think you pointed out to me yesterday, but I think it was offline. You were citing me these, the squad, how a lot of them were voted in, that these territories or these county, districts. what they represent, districts, that's mm-hmm. my word. These districts are already turning more Majority Muslim. You oh, yeah, they are. You on that, what you were well, well, pointing and, out and yesterday. Yeah, here's the, here's the sad reality. And people, I don't know if people understand this or not, but 15 million crossed our border this past year. 15 million. Get that number in your head. 15 million assimilated into our society to some <laughs> degree, most of which I say we can't account for. And we don't even know who they are. Well, let me tell you who they are. They're living in these districts where they're voting in leaders that's going to Washington, and they are really undercover Sharia law perpetrators in our country. So they've taken, they've got a a wide frontal attack against the American system. They're trying to infiltrate the leadership of our country to change the leadership. They're forming these protests. They're going to college campuses. They're doing all of these things to try to disrupt our society by not assimilating into American culture, but they are bringing their culture from Middle Eastern countries into our land. Okay, so as a result of that, they are voting in these people to represent them in our House of Congress. And these congressmen and women are making statements that they are passionate about. They had a representative, J. Paul, who refused to denounce the rape of women as a tool of warfare. She refused to denounce that. And so those are the kind of things that's happening. So when you're, and here's my point, Al, about the silent majority. If people want to talk about the silent majority, normally they have good connotations attached to that name, silent majority. I'm saying that if the majority is silent and allowing that to happen, they are more guilty than the ones that's doing it to start with because they refuse to raise their voice. That's not a good connotation to have. You may have people out there that says, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm for good morals. I'm for good values. I like parental control over our children. I believe in low taxes. I believe in low regulation and freedom to work and all of these values that built our country. I'm for that, but I'm just not willing to raise my voice or go to the polls to vote for that. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'll just go with whatever the loudest voice says. They are the most dangerous crowd in America. So I don't think that they can be counted on nor depended on in a time of crisis. The track Mm -hmm. record of this so-called silent majority that started back in the 60s didn't raise their voice when we kicked God out of the public square. They're certainly not going to raise their voice now and rise to the defense of a democratic state of Israel. Neither mm-hmm. are they going to rise in defense of American interests or American values. They're just not mm-hmm. going to do it. They can't be depended upon. And so you fall back to this place of where we are, where you've got a few that's fighting the war, but we're being outnumbered because our borders is wide open and we're being invaded. 
Mm-hmm. America ha- is being invaded, but no one's calling it an act of war because nobody's mm-hmm. dropping a bomb. They're just walking across the borders and they're infiltrating our society, the fabric of our society. They're infiltrating with their own philosophy and they're destroying our country. Well, let me bring so, up an, another point here to compare with that, Jeff. The silent majority, you and I, neither one like that terminology. One reason I don't like it is also, you know, to go with yours, is I, I never have liked being thrown into a group of people. I like to have an individual's voice. I'm an individual. That's the reason I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Right. And uh, so you can, I'm an individual is what I am. And I'm an individual that's for America. But anyway, they're calling this the silent majority. Let let me tell you a true statement here. If we're going to create phrases, I think we have a silent minority. And I want to tell you who I think this is. I think it's the American businesses that import all these products from China. In other words, we're worried about humans' bodies coming across the border. Well, I can tell you something much more devastating than that. And that's all of our imports from all of these countries. Yes, sir. Uh, because it's a nickel cheaper. And so we're being yep. invaded, not only with our borders, but with our ports. We're, yes. we're bringing in all of this stuff, most of it, a lot of it's a bunch of junk. And we're buying it. And I'm saying we've got a silent minority out there that owns the major businesses of this country that I think is, I think our imports, Jeff, and I know I'll be taking the task on this one, but I believe our imports is a worse concern and problem than the people coming over our open borders because it displaces so many American jobs and yada, 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 and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as they say. I don't think you, surely to goodness, people can figure out here what I'm saying, the silent minority. So we're being invaded through the silent minority, which is our businesses importing all of this stuff, displacing American jobs. And yet we got open borders also. I think we have a true silent voice that's destroying our country. And this is called the almighty dollar that everybody's trying to get more of. And there's no, there is no allegiance to this America that allows you to do that. And I want to tell you something. This country is an incredible country, but it can't be raped, but so much. That's right. And you're going to kill the country. That's the That's proper exactly term. That's exactly right. Jeff. It is the proper and, term. And Alan, can I tell you just in agreement with what you're saying concerning the business world, the import of foreign goods has led to business decisions to sell out to Chinese right. government. That's right. And now they're owning land in That's our right. country and establishing a presence that in New York, the FBI had to shut down what was called a Chinese police force in our wow. country, Alan, wow. in our country. Oh my God. Now, come me. on, somebody. Are you serious? If, yes. No, I'm dead serious. That was found out to be running in operation in New York City, a Chinese police force that was implementing Chinese policies in the city of New York. Now, I got to tell you, that what exactly what you're saying is true. There is many fronts to this war is yeah, what I'm saying. Many fronts. We're being invaded by our borders. Businesses are selling out to other governments. It would probably scare us to know how many foreign entities there are up and running in America right now. And it's all because we've sold out for the sake of the dollar. And let's and, talk and about the, another another silent invader. It's mm-hmm. a silent invader of religion. Oh, false absolutely. religion. Positive. And Jesus says in these last days that the biggest thing to to look out for is deception. This yes. is the big one. Yeah. Be not right. deceived. 
the yes, big one that Jesus talks about in these days that we're living. And it just so happens, Jeff, that our it appears our country is at a height of gullibility. I've yes. never seen this country this gullible. And so it's like uh, all of our traditions. Traditions is not a bad thing, Jeff. It no. crawls up my back when people start making fun of traditions in the church. Yes. Let me give you old hymns. I mean, I love contemporary right. new. I love new music, but yeah. why in the world make fun of traditional? Yeah. We know. Listen, some of these guys wrote two and three thousand hymns. That's right, and they and were highly anointed of the spirit. Highly anointed of the spirit, and these yeah. traditions yeah. are to be traditions are what creates your foundation. Yeah, and your foundations right. what holds up the whole concept that you're yeah. embracing, which is freedom of country, freedom of speech, freedom, freedom, freedom. And we're seeing all of our freedoms being attacked. And the Bible tells us, it says, be ye not yeah. deceived. And so we're in a time of huge deception. And I'm with you. I mean, I do appreciate this man's article. And we'll read a little more here. I really do appreciate his article. I am not. We have our, Under, our yeah. The premise he, of what he, he's saying, I agree with. Oh, we're, we I totally just, agree with the verbiage of silent majority. That one's been in your crowd. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> that one's been in your throat. Yeah, it's got on along. my last nerve every time <laughs> I, I hear it. It kind of started back with Jerry Falwell. It did. Now, it that, absolutely that, did. And yeah, and of course he was trying to stir up Christians in the country. Then mm. I think he called it the moral majority. Ma moral yeah. majority. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he always alluded to the fact that it was too silent. It and which is all true, yeah, which right. is all true. But I think um, it was more true then as far as the context of the way it was used. It was more true then than it is now. I think yeah, that's my point. Yeah. We're producing mm -hmm. generation after generation of thinkers that no longer think with American values and American interests. And they no longer think concerning the rule of the word of God in the believer's yeah. life either. And yeah. so they compartmentalize all these things. And I'm just saying that this so-called silent majority, I don't believe it exists anymore. I'm not seeing any product that's for sure of a silent majority. And some would argue, well, that's because they're silent. Okay. And my response to that is if they're silent, they are more responsible than those that are making noise. Well, he's comparing this life. let's let's give him a, a true shot at this conversation he goes on to say in this article jeff i had the honor on friday to bear witness to the testimonies of family members of hostages who remain in the clutches of hamas in gaza the los angeles event took place a few weeks after the screening of bearing witness it is a 43 minute of footage filmed mostly by those same barbarians that depicted their evil in a sickening detail. Maybe you've read about it. No, make no mistake, what civilized people would call unspeakable atrocities must be spoken about and publicized far and wide. Hamas continues to hold at least 130 hostages, including eight Americans. Hamas terrorists took old women, babies. A State Department spokesman on Monday said Hamas refuses to release these women. And it goes on and on and on. So that's kind of his premise there, Jeff. Yeah, of, of, right. and do you have a comment on that one? Well, I mean, nothing that we haven't already discussed, but I do need to just say this. If you can't look at the acts that was perpetrated on October the 7th by Hamas when they came across the border and took captive Israelis and killed over, a, I think it was over 1,300 in that just that one attack. If right. You cannot can bring yourself to condemn that. Then there is something wrong with your moral compass. 
let's even talk outside of, you know, what we consider to be right and wrong concerning the word of God and the land of Israel and all of these other things. Let's even say that you view Israel as occupiers. Does that give Hamas the right to perpetrate these war crimes against the people of Israel? And the uh-huh. answer is no, <laughs> just as absolutely no. And if you side with what the philosophy is of Hamas, you're in agreement with what Adolf Hitler did That's during right. the war. It's the it is no different. The Hamas is calling for the genocide of Jews. That's exactly what was written in the Final Solution by Adolf Hitler. So if you're going to side on that side, then you are in agreement with what Hitler done. And now, if that don't raise the voice of the silent, nothing will. Well, he goes on to say, and he's saying here, Jeff, this guy that wrote it, he says, I am an American Jew. I am a Zionist Jew. And no, I will not qualify my my political beliefs. This is not about right, left, or center, or it shouldn't be, he says. It certainly isn't right now in Israel. But he goes, as yet, as a Jew living in America, a country I love with all of my heart, which I didn't realize that when we began this conversation, Jeff, I have never felt so unsafe or so fearful. I'm not fearful for myself so much as I'm fearful for my friends and my family, who once again are now being created to be a moving target with stars on their sleeves. So I can see a little bit bit more of his, where he's coming from here, especially he says, I'm a a Zionist Jew. So that makes more sense to me. Well, it does to me too, but I can say that based on what he's writing, what he's basically framing, Alan, is the assault on the Bill of Rights. And that's been Mm -hmm. going on for some time. That's been happening. This is not what we're seeing as far as the response of people in this war with Israel and Hamas is the product of an America that has been trying to dismantle the Bill of Rights for a few decades now. And we're close to that when freedom of speech is no longer a guaranteed right. Mm -hmm. When what we say can be considered hate speech if we're speaking out against the moral atrocities that's taken place, but it's called freedom of speech if you're speaking for those that's perpetrating these war crimes. Now, that's how it's flipped. It's not just that you can't speak anymore. It's that you have to speak the moral ground that is being dictated to us by what some would call the minority. That's where we're at. Well, so well this, this article, about that. well, it is, but then he starts get, taking it into a personal, more, not in a, as much of a broad term, Jeff. He starts going into more of a personal. He has his, you know, it starts off in a broad sense of the term of the word, but then towards the end of the article, you can start seeing this is more personal to him than I knew in the first paragraph. Uh, now we know he's a Jew, a Zionist Jew. And then on down in the article, Jeff, towards the end, he says, the loneliness and isolation many American Jews are experiencing right now is heart trending. We see the videos of Jewish students and teachers and shopkeepers left to fend for themselves against howling anti-Semitic mobs. Then we see the pathetic response and the lip service from politicians, and we think, never again? It's already happening. So I'm yeah. seeing a little more. I see it. That's not from my viewpoint, but I can surely embrace and understand his viewpoint as a Jew, he's saying, here's what I'm experiencing in America now. And I have to agree with him. I think he's, he is experiencing that. What you and I have been saying since uh, for a long time is so goes Israel, so goes America. The same things that's coming against the Jews in our country today will be coming against the Christians next. Do you agree? Well, I totally agree. And let me just, I'm going to follow up by saying this. We cannot trust 
what some consider to be the silent majority to stand up for the rights of Jews in our own land. They've not stood up for any other cause. I don't look for them to stand up now. Now that may be, that may sound very pessimistic, but the reason I say that is because there is no leadership in our country to lead us toward a place where this silent majority would even speak. We've had leadership in place before. They still didn't speak. Now we've got leadership in place that is anti-America, anti-Jewish rights. They are pro-Palestinian rights. They're voicing that. And I'm not even blaming that necessarily on the Biden administration, Alan, but I'm saying that in the undercurrent of leadership in the in and among the Congress and the Senate, there has been no backbone to stand during this time. And granted, there's conflicting issues, especially with the war in Ukraine. And that plays into all of this. But as far as the moral fabric of our own society, I do not trust what some consider to be the silent majority to wake up and to stand up. Now, there may be a majority out there of people that believe right. Maybe there are, but I have not seen any evidence of it to this point in my life. Ever since I've heard that phrase, silent majority, I've not seen it. So is this man right? He's absolutely right. That is happening in America. Will those that are silent about it rise up? I don't have a whole lot of faith that they will. Well, here's here's where he finishes his article up, Jeff. He says, yes, and you got to understand, he's, he's saying this as an individual, an individual Jew. And at the end of this article, he says, yes, I'm keenly aware that American Jews often vote against their own self-interest. Yes. Who, who cares, they say. When did it become acceptable? To victim shame again, liberals yep. and leftists who rushed su- to support Black Lives Matter during the yep. 2020s Summer of Love and who proudly embraced the hashtag Me Too and insisted yep. we must believe all women mm-hmm. suddenly have nothing to say about the rape and murder of hundreds of women and children. B.B. Netanyahu he- made a speech yesterday, Alan, where he said the same thing. He said, where is these women's movements at the UN and in America? He said they say nothing about the rape of our women, the gang rape and murder of those women. No one is saying anything about it. And that's mm-hmm. my point. That even well, and, and what and I'll even say as far as the Jewish American community, if you look at them as a demographic, overwhelmingly they vote liberal Uh and overwhelmingly uh they vote liberal Mm -hmm. and it's among the democrat party and the liberals that they're trying to take israel out of their platform their political platform as a party as a party, mm-hmm. they're trying to do that. So you explain to me why that it has to be supernatural. It has to be strong delusion for them to vote against their own interest. And mm-hmm. that's why this thing cannot be fought by hoping that there is a silent majority of good thinkers out there. This battle must be fought at the intercession level of the church. And so mm-hmm. the battle against the church becomes paramount in changing this in making changes about this. It's mm-hmm. going to have to start at the house of God and the people of God's going to have to rise up in prayer. Well, I think he finished his article up with a, he knocked it out of the park as far as making a conclusion. I he agree. just put it, put it right on out there. And I, I think he, he did. did a, made a plead, if you will. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Rowland, that's, uh, that's the, on this article here of I'm done feeling like a hostage in my own country by Judah Friedman. He brings up some topics that we need to pay attention to. Absolutely, he does. Okay, buddy.
right, farm away, morning, Mr. Smith. Farm away. Go, Keep I'm serving gonna, up truth. I will. I'm going to go feed the reindeer and get them ready. Oh, why did you have they to got, do that? They got a big day coming up. I mean, oh, don't tell. I'm don't gonna, tell. Don't I'm tell. Come back to farm, you're going to have a big red ball right on your nose. Right. No. I know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Say bye. Bye. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowan Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.